What's up, Abe? What? What's up? What's up? What's up, everyone? Welcome back. It's been a minute. Um, this is our what? Seventh installment. Seventh. Seventh. Seventh episode. Lucky number seven. We uh, have a very special guest, a dear friend of mine since freshman year, a Bay Thotisari. Did I pronounce that? Yeah, right? that's right. That's right. It's, it's, a, it's a tough name. Isn't uh, it? It's pretty hard. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> have you had any trouble uh, with authorities saying that name? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if y'all know James Spann. There's a story about that. I mean, James Spann had to say my name. He absolutely butchered it. He's a local weatherman. Oh, oh really? I've heard that. Yeah. We can put it a little. Yeah. Uh, little yeah. Wait, how do you say it again? Who? How did he say it? How did he pronounce it last name? I actually have a recording of it, but he said Abte Terissery. Terissery. Yeah, it was the weirdest pronunciation ever. That was probably the worst. all those letters and just made something Exactly. But yeah. We got some special topics to talk about. You know, we'll get into how me and Abay kind of met and became friends, what we did over Christmas break. And I guess we're starting with that one. Give update. And then. Um, um, a little political. We're getting a little political this episode, <laughs> finally, right? Yeah, yeah. Getting the year two of Donald Trump. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, Literally an elephant in the room. It's been a year right? since yeah. Donald Trump. The Republican Party. It has been a year. That's crazy. I did not think I would make it this far, but <laughs> we're still surviving, so. So, uh, uh, what did you guys do during our Christmas break? I kind of go up to the Northeast. You know, we're down here okay. in Alabama. Okay. Uh, we go up there. We say y'all a couple of times, and people look at you kind of. Kind of like you yeah, belong there. It's a, it's a different world. I got to go to New York City, Philadelphia. Good, good fun times. How about y'all? Yeah, we uh, had a similar uh, experience in the Northeast, you know, uh, shaking it up, throwing a little hospitality left and right, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess they're not a little used to it, but uh, you know, we bring our we bring our southern stuff up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have the opportunity to go to my favorite city in probably the entire world. Yeah, we all know Boston, Massachusetts. Shout out to episode. <laughs> Just, just keep in mind the Patriots will not win the Super Bowl this year. Oh, I don't care about the Patriots. Guys, <laughs> the, no, the Celtics will lose in the Super Bowl. Anyone who knows me knows I'm a diehard Celtics fan, so I was able to go catch a game, beat the mighty Rockets, uh, down by Flo- 26. Mark Smart flop in there. Okay, I was. I yeah, there was a flop. I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't sad about losing more. I was just kind of embarrassed because you know I was talking shit uh, the whole game to the Celtics fans. You know. Oh, you were talking. Were you going for the Rockets? Yeah. I'm oh, really? Fan. I'm a Rockets fan. Oh, so, so okay. I was just talking shit the whole time, and then. Literally the last second they make a comeback. That's good win. timing. Rockets, Celtics. <laughs> it was. I think the same day. Great. We got decent seats. Vacation? You know, yeah. paid, paid a good amount for those seats, but, you know, good opportunity to see. Yeah, it was a game to watch, too. I think it Boston's was. always packed, so it's probably... It was all, it's always sold out. Yeah. So yeah. Like, you know, I went crazy when we won. I gave hugs to random people around. <laughs> That's what it's about. Yeah. It, was, it felt like a family atmosphere, honestly. <laughs> I liked it. You know, come down here and enjoy the weather now. Up there, it's super cold. But oh, here, yeah. it's a, Hey, it's not. It's, it's not been cold. too different down here. It's yeah. pretty cold today. I mean, when y'all were there, it seemed super cold. Oh, like yes. It was snowing. Sub zero. I made the wrong decision of wearing Vans the trip because <laughs> Vans do not protect your toes, and toes and other extremities is where you feel. I think when we went, it wasn't that cold. No, the first night it was cold in Philadelphia, yeah. not New York. We we were there what is it five degrees one morning eight degrees the other yeah day. the wind chill just brings it even lower Dude, it's crazy the negatives. 
Yeah, I'm home in the south. This is where I belong. Mm. I roll tide. Yeah, it's cold down yeah. here too. We went to that Tennessee Titans Climate game. Climate change is real. Yeah. Nashville is eight yeah, degrees. I mean, Tennessee Titans. Donald cold. J might disagree. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag uh, be ready for the future of this podcast. <laughs> I mean, uh, got some incoherent tweets left and right. But <laughs> I've been traveling. It was a pretty mellow Christmas break. About you. Time with family. About you, Obey. I mean, I went pretty far from home. Uh, okay. I'm originally from Hoover, Alabama, and then I went as far as Gadsden, Alabama. That's <laughs> <laughs> the farthest I went. Uh, <laughs> No, it was really weird. We uh, so my family we love crack we love Cracker Barrel. I don't know why. It's, <laughs> it's as close to Southern food as we get. Um, so on New Year's Eve we decided to go to Cracker Barrel, and then my dad out of nowhere wanted us to take an impromptu trip to Nokalula Falls in Gadsden, Alabama. I don't know if y'all have ever been yeah, there. Uh, I only know about Roy Moore and the Gadsden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, it's actually really pretty though. Um, it's actually pretty cool. Uh, apparently, I've been there when I was younger. My parents have been there several times, <laughs> but uh, it's uh, it was actually really beautiful. It was kind of cold. Probably not as cold as what y'all experienced up further north, I guess. Um, but besides that, I just stayed at home and just just took it easy. Um, my main break was over Thanksgiving break when I went to California. Okay. Uh, so um, because of that, I couldn't really do much over over Christmas break. So where did you go in California? Uh, so I have family up in the Bay Area, in like San Jose. So um, that's my my aunt and uncle and my two cousins live up there. So uh, we went and visited them. So you're a Warriors fan? Not really. I mean, they moved there. They they moved there after I was already like a like I'm I'm a Spurs fan. Mm. Um, I'm a Spurs fan after watching like Big Three. Duncan, Ginobili. Parker, Ginobili, yeah, yeah. Um, Parker, I don't know if I said Parker or not. Uh, but uh, after they won the championship in 05, that was when I first started watching NBA basketball, and I loved them. And so I'm not a huge bandwagoner, but after that, I was, you know, a lot of people became a fan after they beat the Heat in 2014. I'm yeah. like, no, nah, y'all are like serious bandwagon. Like after Kawhi, I was way before Kawhi. You yeah, know? Before Kawhi. <laughs> so uh, I jumped on the bandwagon for a year, back and forth. Right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I was yeah. in uh, the first basketball game I, I ever watched or series. I would say was uh, LeBron's first Finals yeah. appearance. Yes, and first, was, my first basketball. I remember game. we used to have to go to prayer, and prayer conveniently was always during the NBA yeah. Finals, oh. right? <laughs> so we, my mom would tell us to record the game because we were really interested at that point in basketball. And we yeah. record the game. No one would check their phones on ESPN, and we'd come home and yeah. watch the game all the way through really and see the spurs you, you had, yeah that was coverage in 07 yeah yeah it was ESPN. i remember yeah game the first basketball game i watched mm-hmm. was the spurs versus the seattle supersonics this is ray allen days wow. oh good and it's one of the championship that year wow and Ginobili with the long hair oh man. shout out where he went uh yes. did he hit the bat when he had the long hair or? no no no, no. He, went bald. he went bald after that he went bald they so won the championship way, that way year. before oh, five. That. they beat the pistons in game seven i remember that wow <laughs> they need leonard back they did. Because of the season. And then that was the beginning. Wait, he's not out for the season? No. I he, thought he was. He's only out a couple games. Yeah. Yeah. And then I heard somewhere that like Aldridge wants to get trade wants to get traded. He wanted like to. That. I mean, that was last summer. That was last summer. Now he's uh, he's, 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 he's signed an extension. Well. I heard like Rick Popovich like I overcoached Aldridge. So. Wow. Yeah. So, so. I have a question for you, everybody. Oh my uh, god. So this kind of ties in with our I guess our episode three or like places we want to live. Okay. So would you want to go to California, you think, or would you like to stay in the South? Or maybe go even northeast. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, when I was younger, or and even now, like, the north has always sort of enticed me. Um, but then, especially with the weather conditions that we've been experiencing, I've realized that I cannot handle the cold whatsoever. <laughs> um, but the one place I would really love to live, um, or at least for a little bit while in my 20s, would be New York City. Okay. I absolutely That's love New York City. Um, for those of you who don't know, like, my dad actually used to live there. 
um, for his job and stuff for a few years. And so because of that, I actually went and visited a couple of times and um, I got, I became, it was weird. I became this sort of citizen in New York City where I wasn't a tourist because I'd gone to all the touristy places, mm-hmm. but I wasn't really a local either. Yeah. Um, and so it was really weird. And I was also underage, so I couldn't really go to the bars and experience like that part of New York City. Yeah. Um, and so I really want to go back one more time. And like now that I'm 21, it would be really cool to actually experience and be more of that local type. Um, and then one of my goals is to you know go to one of those schools for med school. That would be absolutely amazing if that could happen. Um, obviously, that's you know right now it could happen. I mean, I'm not gonna say that it can't, but it's a slim chance right now. But uh, it'll be it'll be a dream country for sure. Um, California, uh, especially the Bay Area, there are so many brown people. It is ridiculous. <laughs> Every like we where my especially where my uncle lives like every block you turn there's like an Indian restaurant or a Pakistani restaurant or something it is crazy. Is that a bad thing for you or a good thing? I mean it's a good thing, but like we came home and like that first Chick Fil A that I had that <laughs> meal was felt so great. I'm not gonna lie, it was it was really nice. So I, I it's, there's a balance there, and I think I think the balance that we get here in the South is pretty nice. Um, where I really want to eventually settle down. I've thought about this is the Carolinas. I think yeah. that would be absolutely perfect. Um, a little coastal town. Yeah, it's 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 southern enough where the weathers aren't too brutal, and it can be all four seasons. But you yeah. can also and like Charlotte's a good city. Charlotte's a good city, and like I've also always wanted to live in a big city where there's like a big sports team to go for. Because right now, like I said, I'm a Spurs fan, but like I'm not from San Antonio. Yeah, Dwight so. Howard's on the Hornets. Yeah, yeah they're exactly. doing big things. It's more like Camden. They're doing big things. <laughs> they have, yeah, they have the Panthers too and stuff like that. So. Uh, the Carolinas would be a cool, cool place to settle down, I feel like. Yeah, I was talking to Mon. New York City, you were mentioning. It's like a whole different vibe. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely somewhere you want to be in your 20s. You exactly. Know, a lot of young people I think it's pretty Manhattan. Yeah, Manhattan. Manhattan. Exactly. <laughs> I, I don't mess with Queens. I don't mess yeah. with the Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Most of the boroughs. Brooklyn's Staten not, Island. Like, who gives a crap? No, no, no. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's Manhattan. No. I didn't like Times Square that much, but like South Manhattan, Tribeca, Soho. Yeah. Like there. Yeah, NYU area is really nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a lot to do, a lot to eat. Yeah. You don't have to worry about like over here. You're like, oh, what, what, what can we eat? Nothing but noodles. Yeah, that would still happen there. Like we still decide. We still sit there thirty minutes aside. But you can decide. Yeah, but it's like here. It's like you're trying to decide, and then it's nine o'clock p.m. For some reason, I feel like in New York City, you don't have many friends. Like you know, like. I feel like it's a very like that's a point of view as a tourist. Yeah. If you start living there, I think. Eventually, you will make it's just. Uh, I mean, as they were talking about, it's just kind of like this weird vibe, you know. Like everything's so much more hectic. You're not as mu- yeah. like comfortable, you know. Yeah. Like over here, you can pull out your car anytime, find any parking yeah, spot yeah. you want, and just like have this like. I, I almost felt like very claustrophobic in New York. Yeah. Like that, I was surrounded by so many things around me. Even though, like, obviously, like I have, I have so many options, places to eat, yeah, yeah. things to do, right? But at a certain point, I think it's so overwhelming for me that I just need to step back and go to like just an open spaced area. I don't know. That's yeah. why I like the South more. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I feel like I understand where you're coming from. I know a lot of people who, after they visit New York, they have the same sentiment. Um, but I just want to experience, like, experience it for like one year, maybe just two years in your 20s when you're still like lively and that kind of lifestyle. You gotta have a lot of money to live there. Oh yeah, for <laughs> sure. Right. For like, sure. Living there, like, where, where can you live? It's, it's crazy. You can live in Brooklyn. Yeah, <laughs> Queens. I mean, honestly, I could just li- commute to Manhattan. Yeah, it's like a ten-minute commute. Brooklyn's like not terrible. Queens has to be nice to be. Most there. of the most of the brown people live in Queens, so yeah. Did, you, have, did y'all go to Jackson Heights? Yeah, yeah we did. We Jackson did. Heights, yeah. Our uh, daddy used to live in uh, New York. As oh, well. really? He first came to Pakistan yeah. from Pakistan. Yeah. yeah, lived in New Jersey and just 
transit exactly. Actually, like like going to Queens because it felt like we were at home for a little bit. Oh really? Just brown people, familiar faces. Yeah, I familiar like, faces. Yeah. You know them by name? I feel like I know the uncle across the street. Like, what's up? Yeah, <laughs> I, feel like water, water, though. I feel like a lot of though. I feel like a lot of Jackson I probably definitely has a better restaurant. We went to a restaurant in Manhattan. It was <laughs> terrible. Oh, no. Really? It was bad. If you want authentic brown food, they give us ten, like cold naan. Turn up. It's crazy. Cold Man, that's like that, that bougie. That's a bougie Indian box. American. Yeah, no, they call it Curry Hill. So there's like a close, I think it's uh, it's like 8th Avenue. Okay, I've, I've come to this consensus that anytime a brown restaurant has the word curry in their name, it's generally no, no, no. going to... It's not the name of the restaurant. It's the name of the area. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the like area. China, it's, called, it's called like Chinatown. It's like called Curry Hill. Oh, okay. There's oh, really? a bunch of Indian restaurants I think, in Manhattan. In Ma- I think it's on Lexington Avenue. Yeah, Lexington and like... In uh, like between 40th 20, or something. Yeah, 28th and like something like that. Yeah, it was really close to my dad's apartment actually and... Uh, obviously, a lot of the cab drivers there are also. This is before Uber. Well, eh, I guess Uber was getting up, but we still took cabs at that point. And our cab driver was yeah, like Pakistani. Good, they were kind of hard to find in New York and Yeah, cabs are Uber. really. Yeah. It's like the Uber. It's Uber. Everything's Uber now. Oh, yeah, exactly. It's oh, crazy. Uber drivers is kind of weird. No, you find cabs in Times Square. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Times Square. But not down there. Yeah, some interesting yeah. I, don't know, I mean, every cab, uh, Uber uh, driver I was in, this is something misogynistic. <laughs> we don't mess with that. Just feel it. It was Philly, yeah. Okay, Philly. Philly vibes. Philly, oh, yeah, I Philly don't think Philly. Philly vibes. I've never been to Philly. Talk a little bit about Philly. Philly is like a, it's a hustle and muscle kind of place, you know? It's like those people who've been in, in, in that city for a long time, and they have history behind that city, you know, really passionate about it. But at the same time, they come out, it's a little, you know, I would say douchey. Yeah. Really? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so like, I feel like the North is like that. New York City is kind of different where the locals have just kind of, you know, they filter in and out. People move in. People move I, think, I think the Times Square Manhattan area is full of so many tourists that you don't oh, feel yeah, that vibe. And then, and then Philadelphia, you go and it's just like, there's not. There's not no Times Square. Yeah, there, yeah and there's no tur- there's not that many tourists. There's just people who yeah, live there. It's just any other city. I mean, it's any other large city. Like, Birmingham is definitely small, it's significantly smaller than Philadelphia. That's what I felt. So, I, when I went to, last time I went to New York, I, I guess it was this past. No, was ever. I don't remember. When I was, oh, that last winter break, yeah. So um, I was there for a couple of weeks, and so I'd I'd been in New York for a little while at this point. So me, my mom, my sister actually decided to take the train to Philadelphia, yeah. and then we just spent one day there. And uh, yeah, it was just completely different. I uh, mainly we obviously saw like all the historical stuff, like the Liberty Bell. And I mean, that, that's pretty cool. Stuff. Yeah. yeah, but like I wanted to see like what the locals and all were doing and. It was. I, I saw you the uh, University of Pennsylvania campus. Oh, that was beautiful. It was really nice cool. Part. It was really nice. Um, I heard the so, area around it is not as nice. Is that true? Or yeah, not? we walked around. Yeah, I think more of Central City, uh, Philadelphia. It's more historical. So it's yeah, nicer. But, exactly. Uh, UPenn is kind of in North Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's a little. Yeah. It's a mile. It's a little two miles away. Yeah. yeah. It's still nice. Did you, did you crack the Liberty Bell? Uh, <laughs> you know, I went up there and give it a little, give it a little depth. Taylor Swift. That was my first encounter with you. Okay. I was like, this oh, wow. guy is, okay. this guy is 
you know, out there. <laughs> That's one <laughs> way to um, put it, yeah. I don't know. We we just hung out at like seven four, and I used to come to mom's room a lot. I think that's what. Oh, mom was my roommate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I just remember one. <laughs> this is pretty funny, I guess. But I just remember one day we were at the Commons, huh. and I, at this point I've been friends with a dude. Yeah, yeah. And then I see Izan with a dude, and I actually hadn't met him before. I'm like, oh, hey, what's up, man? And then I think we like about to leave the Commons, go back to our, go back to New Fresh or something, and like I stay behind with like Cameron. And I turned to camera, I'm like, dude, who's that other brown dude with us? Like, I was like, who, who is he? Because it's like the first time I met, yeah. met him. Um, but yeah, that was like my first memory. I guess if I was chasing a Taylor Swift or whatever, I most likely was pretty, pretty hammered, pretty classy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I like yeah, I don't have a Brooks Brothers shirt. It's probably like a polo. Something but, like that. Uh, a lot of people remember me because of the very first Contiki party freshman year. I uh, see. I didn't go out. Oh, okay. I, I made friends very late in freshman year. Oh really? Contiki. Yeah, yeah. Because this was that was pretty late. So a lot of people know me from that. It was. I mean, a lot of people probably know uh, the Contiki party if you if you're. A lot of people probably know you. No, no, me, no, no. I wouldn't say <laughs> that. What did you do at the party? No. So the con- this is so this is when they uh, Teak still had a house, or I don't know what their deal is. They probably have a house now, <laughs> but I know they didn't have a house for. Just disclaimer: we, we we don't describe. We love teak. We, yeah. we love we love we love teak. No, this is nothing against teak. <laughs> That's a little. <laughs> I just remember this is so. This is the first time I actually got ever drunk uh, in my life, including college, I guess. Um, so the party was originally at their house, and there was also a party at El Sol going on. So we went to their house, and I started taking like Jello shots and all these other shots, mm-hmm. and getting super drunk. And it was the theme of Contiki is like. Hawaiian yeah. swimwear, all that stuff. So I remember I was wearing uh, my swimming trunks. I was wearing the super small, I still have it, tank top that says Destin Florida on it. It's neon yellow. I was super drunk. I somehow got into El Sol um, after we drove to El Sol. And I was just like, obviously, just being really drunk, as you would expect the first person to get drunk, like their type of personality. And so I'm just like in the middle of dance floor, just doing stupid shit. Um, and so a lot of people remember me from like that's their first impression of like who's this brown kid in a neon yellow tank top yeah. doing weird stuff in El Sol. Um, I had a lot of people after, because I don't remember much from that night. And so a couple of days after that, I had a lot of people come up to me. You're like, oh, you were that guy. And I was like, oh, hopefully they didn't Not do anything weird. Yeah. Uh, so uh, a lot of people know me from that. I remember most of Brown Squad actually, like San, uh, Sanjana, uh, Nisha and all of them. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'd like met them in passing before then but that was like their first impression of me I guess um so that was interesting we started to hang out I remember when we we all went to get donuts that one night in December in Eric's car I don't know if you were there was that when Malia tackled you yeah that was, that was a, <laughs> that's another story that, that um, was a story that will live on forever what else then next semester we hung out a little bit because you hung out with Brown Squad a lot yeah I did I time. did yeah um, I'm trying to think and my fondest memory freshman year is when you had a coupon to Yogurt Mountain. Oh, yeah. Like, I was getting my food from Chipotle, and I walk in the elevator, and a base just like, <laughs> hey, let's just go to Yogurt Mountain. And then we both got like 10, 15 Yeah, yeah. Well, before that, we went to Nothing But Noodles. I don't know if you remember that. Did we? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I did, so, so my friend, uh, she, her uh, uncle actually owns Nothing But Noodles here, <laughs> and I wasn't, I wasn't craving it or whatever. And so I texted her, I'm like, hey, is there any way you can give me, like, a free meal from Nothing But Noodles? And somehow she was able to get me she one. Her strengths. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then um, that same night, my other friend who worked at Yogurt Mountain was like, hey, I'm quitting. Uh, <laughs> if 
any of y'all want some free like yo free frozen yogurt or whatever now's your chance you know you you won't have a a future chance so i'm like i'm walking out of new fresh i see he's on with his chipotle i'm like hey bro you want some free yogurt mountain i need to stop by nothing but noodles real quickly but do you want to come and he's like, yeah, sure. I was like, oh, great. Okay, cool. I was a little hesitant because I remember the Celtics game was on that night. And I, I literally went down, <laughs> I went down to the lobby to get my food because it was delivered. And I was going to go straight back up and watch the game. And then I see you and you're like, let's go. I was like, I should watch the Celtics game. We go. But yeah, I made the right choice. I mean, it probably, yeah, it probably wasn't that important of a game. But that was a, that was a fun fun memory. Yeah, for sure. I remember that. That was that was great. And uh, this was last Last another fond memory memory was um was it Taste of India where you got really drunk and had to take care of you basically Taste of India really yeah. back in April I don't think I ever got super drunk at Taste of or India or was it this year some I haven't party. gotten really really drunk in a while honestly it was, this one was bad this one was, <laughs> this one was you were uh, you were gone really yeah oh I must have, if I, I don't know if you remember but I don't even remember what party it, it, was. it must it have been some other Elsewhere party because. I'm usually taste, the thing about Taste of India and Diwali parties is that usually um, there's like because the show always ends so late there's always such a short amount of time to like get ready for the after party or yeah. whatever that I generally don't have time to like drink and stuff because mm-hmm. I'm all at this point I'm actually like trying to plan with people like because yeah. my roommates generally don't go out during these nights so I have to like find other people like mm-hmm. who's riding and stuff yeah. like that so it must have just been some other regular frat yeah, party I don't also. remember if it was last semester or last year May have been. I don't know. I mean, I don't doubt it. I mean, yeah. I've had those nights for sure. Um, or it might have been that house party, like Rigas or oh, or Fernando's that I like okay, that's possible. somewhere along the line. I because, was very drunk at their second because party. We rode yes. with Nimrod back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I the was in the car too. I remember. And you're, like, I had the you cut- went to Al's and then you're like, no, what, I got to go back to the dorm and sleep. I had the cut over my eye and stuff yeah, like that. And I had to drop <laughs> it back to rats. Yeah, I had to drop Probably. it back to rats. Zong, you love that DD driving, don't you? I wasn't driving that night. I still had to take care of people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's always hey, my you're you're driving you're you're true friend. Uh, I don't know if I ever thanked you, but uh, thank you, did, you so you much that right was, now. That was a fun night. A few months over to you, I guess. Yeah. yeah, that was our second party. I remember I was looking really forward to it. Oh, yeah. I was looking really forward to it because um, that semester was relatively hard academically, and I just finished, like, Orga 2 exam mm-hmm. and other exams. And like I was in the clear for a few weeks, and I was like, you know what, I'm celebrating. I yeah. want to get lit. And I was like, their party was. I remember how fun their first party was. And I was like, their second party is gonna be absolutely amazing. So I got absolutely hammered. Um, yeah, I mentioned I had a cut on my eye, and it's because I went to their backyard, and I was so drunk that I had to pee. And I'm like swaying as I'm peeing like against our fence, and I fall forward and hit my head Ooh. against the fence, and somehow cut myself. And I remember there were like people next to me. They're like, bro, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, you know, in that drunk, stammering voice. Um, but yeah, that was that's been one of the few times recently that I've gotten absolutely plastered. But yeah, that was, that was those are some of our fond memories from absolutely, yeah. It's been a good one. What are your uh, fond memories from high school? Fond memories from high school? Yeah. Um, yeah. So my high school years, uh, I mean, all four years were fun, but my senior year was probably definitely the best. Um, Where do you go to high school? So I went to Hoover High School here in Hoover, Alabama. Uh, go Bucks, baby! <laughs> um, uh, but my fondest memory would for sure uh, be winning prom king my senior year of high school. That was interesting. Um, 
yeah, I think I'm the first and only Indian to come out of a big school like Hoover. Oh God, oh, man. Man. what was your first reaction when you won? My first reaction was, oh my, I was I was really laughing. So it was the the system of how we did it was sort of different than like what you would see like in the movies or maybe even what y'all did at y'all schools. So because we were such a big school, um, the faculty, I believe, yeah, the faculty actually narrowed down prom court to six guys and six girls actually. And from those six guys and six girls, the students all voted uh, instead of like purely just popular vote um, students as what you will probably see in like the media and stuff like that. Uh, and so somehow I was one of those six names. Uh, they announced those six names like two or three weeks prior to that. Um, and I that that was probably more shocking than actually winning because in that in that two weeks of people of me realizing that I was on the court and me actually winning, a lot of people would like come up to me and said, "Oh, I'm actually voting for you," stuff like that. Um, and so I actually realized I had like a shot of winning. I just didn't realize I would actually do it. I mean, all the other people next to me were definitely way more popular and stuff than I was. Um, but uh, yeah, my first reaction was just like, "Are you freaking kidding me? Like, are you serious? Like, this has to be a joke." Um, I honestly didn't think, besides my core group of friends, that I would win. It was just, it was just a very interesting moment. I immediately texted my mom, no, and she no. it, just like just to see what her reaction was. And she was she was pretty excited. Not gonna lie, um, and it's really funny for my mom actually. So she actually works at a bank uh, in Hoover, and so she actually knows a lot of the parents and even students of my classmates and stuff. And so she actually had a couple of like parents uh, of Hoover High School students like the next couple of days when she went to work, they're like, oh, congratulations to your son. And they, she, she'd be like, what? And they're like, for winning prom king. And I'm just like, <laughs> she'd just be like, uh, thank you, I guess. It was it was really weird. Like that's the stuff that white people care about, you know. That's a big accomplishment. You're paving the way for future brown kids. <laughs> yeah, to yeah. Win prom so, king. So I want to I take the situation and put it on uh, Milan and Zayfer here. So if you guys uh, won prom king spontaneously, uh, what would happen with your parents? Uh, they would never know about it. <laughs> would you guys go to prom then? Yeah, you guys didn't go to prom. You know why not? I guess. My parents. So Just you don't wait, know. what did your date think about you winning prom king? What? Had you already asked your date out? By yeah, yeah. I, asked, I mean, I asked my date out before I was even like nominated from prom court and stuff like that. Um, she was cool about it. Wait, who's prom queen? Prom, my prom, the prom queen was some other girl. Yeah. Um, she, so yeah. prom queen's elected, but uh, your date would technically be okay. my personal favorite. Yeah. Oh, is that how it worked for? Yeah, so like, you, not your date would not immediately be prom. No, no, there was like, so like I said, there was six yeah, guys yeah. and six girls, okay, okay. completely oh, random. Like homecoming maid. And yeah, yeah, sure. Like yeah, every school, like I said, every school has a different way of doing it. So we had six guys for prom king, six guys for prom uh, for prom queen. Not yeah. necessarily <laughs> dates or anything like that. Um, I don't think my yeah. So not there wasn't any coincidentally date couple things or anything like that. Mm -hmm. um, so I somehow won for the guys and then some other girl went for the girls we had no connection I mean I knew her she knew me we were friends so that made like the dance a little bit less awkward I guess <laughs> um, but yeah there was no connection uh, but going back to like what my date thought uh, I mean everybody was pretty excited I guess I think everyone had that similar reaction that I did like oh my goodness like at the beginning of the year if anyone like if the question was who's gonna win prom king no one would have thought me you know <laughs> what I mean so it was a it was a pretty fun moment um, it was it's it's very similar to like 
I would say Doug Jones winning the election. Like, oh, I, it's it's like like his entire fan base. Who was your Roy Moore then? <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the Roy Moore. But no, it's just like it's like the, it's like you all know no one. This is like you know Alabama. I mean, I mean, I'm so I mean, obviously I voted for Doug Jones and like his fan base. His fan base definitely put their heart and soul into like getting him elected and. But you know, you they didn't have the validation that he would win until he actually won. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's how my friends were. Like my friends, um, there's actually a, a a hashtag that's still on Twitter. You can go see some very flattering pictures of me. But it's hashtag obey number four prom king, and a lot of my friends actually like posted and stuff about that. Um, and so like they really. I mean, more than the other guys, they really try to campaign and stuff. And so once they found out that I actually won, uh, they were pretty pretty ecstatic as well. Yep. Here we yep. go. Yeah. On Twitter. <laughs> I did. Yeah, good old Bay. Wow. It's just really... Yeah, your friends, you got some real friends, man. Yeah, and I have a really weird haircut and stuff like yeah, that. So... Uh, the glow up. The gl- yeah, it's uh, it was it was interesting. I, Wait, it's just okay, like fun. What if you won prom game? What would you, uh, how would you approach the situation? I think I would just, just blurt out and be like, hey, mom, I won something for the first time in my life. And uh, I was, it was very against the odds. Right? And uh, I have to show up now. Yeah. I remember most of my family came into our home one time, and uh, their son, they were from Iowa. And their son had won prom king, and they were very proud of the fact oh, that wow. really, my parents understand the concept of prom. <laughs> Your prom king get you. Yeah. yeah. Is he number one student or something? <laughs> yeah, I see. see. So this was like near the end of the year, right? So obviously at this point, you know, grades didn't really matter. Grades really didn't matter. I'd already been pretty successful grade wise and academic wise, so my parents were happy about that. So have that like social aspect was. Why did you choose to come to UAB after living in Birmingham or the Hoover area? After. Uh, you know? Oh yeah, so I mean UAB. Uh, I mean I absolutely love my decision to come to UAB, but you know to be honest, it was always just a backup. Um, so like I said, so I was actually, so besides the whole prom king story, <laughs> I was a huge nerd in high school. I was your typical, you know, straight A student. Um, those first three years I was very, I wasn't antisocial, but just hung around the same like nerdy crowd, I guess. Um, we were all just, you know, focused on our schoolwork and stuff like that. So uh, because of that, I applied to a bunch of Ivy League schools and stuff like that. And I really wanted to go out of state um, and go to like a place like Harvard if I could. Um, but they all those schools except for one rejected me um so really i applied to like 12 and i got into four which were uab and auburn those are the only two in-state schools i applied to and then i got into ucla and i don't even know why i applied because it's super expensive if you're in college or if you're in high school right now and think about applying oh i guess it's past application don't apply to ucla if you're out of state because they don't give you any money um and i also got into cornell um but so between UAB and Auburn, I really, really, I really wanted to do BME. Uh, yeah. I knew at this point I was like pretty certain about bio, uh, for pre med, and then I also wanted to do engineering. Um, if I'd gone to Auburn, I probably would have been like chemical engineering, and I was just like, eh, I want to do something more pre med related. And I thought, especially with the hospital nearby, UAB would be the best for that. Um, so that I basically narrowed it down to UAB and Cornell, um, and then at that point, it just came down to money. Okay, yeah. yeah, at that point, it just came down to money, and so it just you know UAB gave me a lot of scholarships and stuff like that, and um, I'm totally happy with my decision uh, for sure. Um, yeah, like I said, it was always a backup. I mean, the whole reason I think every uh, brown slash 
Asian person who lives in Birmingham to have like their family's works in UAB or something like that. They have some sort of connection, which is why the families are brought up here. So uh, my dad like you know uh, worked in this area for you know most of the time I was living here in Birmingham. So it was just always like a last resort type thing. Um, but then as I looked more into it, more into the pre-med program, I realized it was the best place for me uh, college-wise. And the fact that it was close, so close to home really wasn't an issue because I knew I'd be living on campus. And knowing my parents, I knew that they would want me to you know, do well in college and give me the space that I need. Yeah. A lot of my like, yeah, a lot of my high school friends, the sole reason they didn't go to UAB is because they thought it was too close to home. But you know, I, guess, I guess for them, if they went to UAB, they would have commuted from home and stuff like that. And a lot of my friends still do. Um, so I understand where they're coming from, but I knew that if I had gone, it would literally, literally be like going to a different place, living in a dorm, mm -hmm. and like the typical college lifestyle. So, um, do you ever bring the home cooked meals back to your dorm? I do not. Uh, I mean, my roommates joke about this, but I would not be surprised if they were serious. But they cannot stand the smell of, <laughs> of Indian food. No, I know Eric would not like. Oh that. yeah, they they would they would absolutely kill me. Um, uh, <laughs> Winton, Winton probably not. Winton actually brought him to my house one time, and he actually really enjoyed the food. The other two, uh, I haven't uh, had. Oh, a you know, Cameron to. and Eric wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. Them. I mean, I, they, I've invited. Uh, I've invited them, but it just hasn't worked out a few times. Just a lot of times, I go home. It's very quick, like uh, just to say hi because I haven't seen them in a while. Um, but if I were to bring that back, it, I, I know, I, a, I know, I wouldn't eat it every day, so it would just pile up in the yeah. in the fridge and yeah just knowing that smell it, it would it I would resonate with that the yeah. smell food come, comes with me and then it stays in the fridge yeah and I, uh, go and enjoy go out it. eat another noodle uh, yeah, yeah. 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 and Azifa and are having this conversation today <laughs> whenever uh, Azifa you're talking about whenever your parents call what do you tell them Oh, I forgot. You're like, <laughs> yeah, what do you, your parents always ask you. What oh, yeah, what do you like? I always say just chicken. Just chicken. <laughs> just chicken. No. I don't even specify the location because I eat out so much that so it doesn't even matter. <laughs> just chicken. chicken. Just chicken. <laughs> See, just my chicken. parents would they, they would want to require more. I think that, you know, you could be eating chicken with a girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they know it's not eating with a girl for sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. maybe. Yeah. I'm maybe. Very, very dry right now. I mean, it's just convenient to get like a warm meal. I think that's the biggest issue with bringing home cooked meals. Yeah, is, is when it gets in the fridge. It's, it's you get that kind of sort of refrigerator taste. Exactly. That's, that's like it could be your favorite dish in the whole yeah, world, right? Yeah. But when when it when it's at home and your mom gives it to you on the plate, you know, exactly, there's a different. And feeling. like, yeah, my home isn't too far away, so like I know I understand other people who bring uh, who bring food back to their dorm because they. You know, went the weekend to their house in you know Memphis, somewhere Tennessee, whatever, somewhere far from Birmingham. But uh, I don't need to really bring food back with yeah. me because if I ever wanted, I could just drive over there. Yeah. Um, that too will be more fresh and stuff like that. So there's really no point in bringing. It there's really no point in bringing it home, you know. So unless you're like a <laughs> gosh, shitar, shitar, that's what I call it. We're talking about the need of a good desi restaurant in Birmingham. Just, just especially for college students. Like, I, I, I think feel like so. most people like who come. Well, first of all, there's a demographic of UAB is very brown. Yeah, exactly. Oh, they just cook in their apartments. Yeah, and I feel like if there was a solid desi restaurant, because a lot of us have been like familiarized with this really good desi taste. Yeah, for sure. I think if there's like a quick desi takeout that's really, really good, that could be good. Exactly. I think so. It's amazing. It like I saw like somewhere like uh, I think in Los Angeles. They're saying like the best desi place in Los Angeles was out of a gas station. Really? Like if something like that opened in Birmingham, yeah, that'd be kind of crazy. 
I've been. I'm surprised that Atlanta only being two hours away, nobody's like opened a chain from Atlanta like over exactly. here. Exactly, and there's like there's a great. Google like, did at one point. I did that. I don't know. I just want a place where I can get some really, really good naan, like a good meat dish, like Nahari or something. Like, I don't I mean, it's like a three-day weekend. It's the mm-hmm. best time. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think not just UAB, but in Birmingham in general, we have enough brown people where I think it would be a. Yeah. a smart thing to have like a really good Indian restaurant um, I think business wise like there is obviously a couple restaurants but I think yeah. it wouldn't like it's white not people to the fact where it's like oversaturated yeah, yeah. why well, yeah why people still go to why people still go to Indian restaurants and they like it too they, they think, don't know any like they don't know <laughs> yeah they don't exactly they're like, like oh, chicken tikka masala chicken tikka, <laughs> chicken tikka <laughs> masala that's filled with ketchup I mean <laughs> yeah exactly they don't know the difference between that oh my god this is so spicy <laughs> they don't even put spices in that exactly all they want is the salt that's it Salt. That salt. High blood the, pressure. The the food is very culturally appropriated. Yeah, there's yeah, also a large sure. Indian community sure. here, so like it makes sense. Yeah, like yeah. You know, Pakistani. There's a big Muslim Pakistani yeah. community, yeah. Uh, community. Mm-hmm. and there's a lot of catering opportunities as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. And a, lot of, a ton of international students. That you oh yeah, for so, sure. Like, I guess we sure. have to open one. Yeah. Maybe that's the move. Maybe that's the move. Forget, forget going to med school. Yeah, open a restaurant. Yeah, yeah. I was talking. I mean, I, so I was mentioning earlier how like in like the San Jose area, there's like brown restaurant everywhere, mm-hmm. and so, I mean, then my parents were joking, but like part of them were like serious and like trying to open up like an actual <laughs> restaurant here, and I was I was like, you guys couldn't do it. Like, there's no. The way. restaurant business is so hard. I think it's like exactly. It's fifty percent of restaurants that open up within the first year they close down. Yeah. I don't doubt it's it. Very, it's hard to succeed. In. Maybe the market's really niche though, <laughs> in terms of like providing good food. Yeah, I feel like if you have an idea, it's hard to attract people at yeah. a new restaurant because people are just not sure. Target when you can hook up, a, when you go to a fast food chain or like Bonefish, which is a chain, or like yeah. Ruby Tuesday, uh, like, Red like Lobster. It's easier to open a like a different cultural dish, the like restaurant. Yeah. But dude, like, there's a, there's a new Mediterranean place that opened in uh, Jackson, right? And literally, there's a, there's another one, right? But we were talking to the owner because we know the owner. He's like, people have been flocking to my restaurant. Cause, really? You know, they're like, oh, euros, oh, shawarmas. Like during lunch, like you're, people just flock to these yeah, type of places. Foods, yeah. And like the, the RO was pretty nice. Like it wasn't like a bad RO. It was like very nicely decorated and everything. So like, if you, I think that way you can be successful. There's always room because if you look, there's like a Red Lobster. It's always packed at dinner. <laughs> I don't know how. Is it really? But it's always yeah. packed. Yeah. Bones if you think about it, uh, the retail industry, like. Brick and mortar stores are just going down the drain now because you know with online shopping with food, yeah. that food industry is always going to be there. People are yeah. always going to. I know. I think. I think we should just blame Donald Trump. You know. Donald Trump. Good segue. I was about to segue when he was to your prom king story. Like you yeah, know, it was the, also the, very the, unexpected. Oh yeah, uh, that's Donald true. Trump won the election. Recently. What a time. What a time. We haven't really gotten political on this. But I guess it's time now. Our plan was to get. Like dive into oh, yeah. more deeper topics. Yeah. I think this is a we have sports. It's gonna be a surprise to all, but we're all Republicans here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Never. I mean, I, I am an independent with uh, left leaning views. So I'm I am registered as a as a Republican in the state of Mississippi. Are you really? No. Say <laughs> <laughs> that with such conviction. <laughs> it's appropriate to talk about since it's been a year in his presidency. Yeah, that's yeah, a year recap, almost a year. I mean, our economy is well, amazing, the, uh, right? Yeah, our economy, economy, economy is doing well. been very good. Well, let's give the credit first yeah. before we dive into the, but the other economy. stuff. Been econ- no, socially, was on socially the Donald Trump is a, is not a great president, but economically and corporately, he's a pretty good guy. Like president's wise, no, he's not a good guy. He's not a good guy. He's, good, he's, he's, he's too dumb to be a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's made. Uh, he's not done anything bad for the economy. Yeah, he's not. Yeah. He, he, he has really, an F. He's yeah. kept everything stable, he an and he's like 
took away some regulations. Yeah, there was there was an upward trend in the economy like at like, the end of Obama's presidency. Exactly. So he didn't do anything to f it up. Exactly. Yeah. So like where the credit really goes in that uh, respect, you know, still So if anyone knows how the stock know. markets run, it runs on the base of certainty. So when there's a lot of uncertainty, the stock market is more volatile. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so when it's less certain, or there's there is more uncertainty right now. Well, I guess because he lowered because he lowered regulations, which means it's more certain. So a lot of uncertainty is taken away, which increases your Dow Jones, S and P five hundred. Quick run up on the economic aspect. No one knows. That just went over my head. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I just know like uh, Bitcoin's up and down. (laughs) I'm here and there. So Donald Trump. Other aspects of his presidency have been uh, nothing. I mean, uh, foreign policy. Doesn't know uh, how to do that. I mean, his foreign policy is communicated via Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> I think everything's communicated via Twitter. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I should be learning about on Twitter is how to slide in DMs on about how, you know. Brown Twitter. But not, not about how uh, North Korea, you know, has got a missile button, you know, Kim Jong Un, and then now Trump has an even bigger missile button, you know, nuclear. Missile. Missile. He recently made he's comments. A, he's a stable genius. Mm-hmm. You know, he is a stable genius. He's a stable genius. Let's, let's admit that right now. <laughs> so when you heard those comments about like the shithole countries, like what did you think? I mean, it's anger. Like what, what was it? Yeah, it was just. It, I mean, or is it kind of expected? No. Yeah, I don't know. It was. It was still kind of unexpected. Like you never expect the leader of your country to say something like that. Uh-huh. You know, even though. Even given his track record with that kind of stuff, he called all the Mexicans rapists at one point. Exactly, (laughs) and you you know, every even like given all that, you still think that there's a line that he won't cross, you know. And I thought that was a line that was that he'd super cross, you know, with with that comment. It was just, it was just. I mean, I I I see this on Twitter, and I don't want to be cliche and copy other people's words, but it really was a very un-American thing to say. I feel like as the president of the United States, there has you have to put on a front, regardless yeah. of what beliefs you believe in. Exactly. Just as just because of how many relations you have, how but, many how many countries like you have to be tied into, and like yeah. how many like moving parts there are, regardless of your beliefs, you have to have this front on you that you're willing to work with everyone, exactly, and you're willing yeah. to like support everyone, right? Yeah. Like if they called Pakistan a shithole country, like we we, we joke about, right? It's yeah. kind of kind of yeah. like going as a shithole country because of like our government. Is very corrupt, I mean, it's, right? It, it, yeah. It's not. It's not literally bad. the best country <laughs> yeah, in the world. Exactly, but like in terms of like, he's the president of the United States, right? Yeah, what is his job? Respect. Is to it, they're an ally of ours, right? And yeah. they're they you're supposed I mean, to keep diplomatic ties. Yeah. And Technically, you consider the president of the United States the leader of the free world. But that's how he was yeah. elected. He was elected on the fact that he wouldn't BS anything. He told his people, he's like, yeah. I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna be straight with you. I'm not gonna politicize anything. What, what did he? What, uh, swamp? What did he say? Oh, we're gonna drain go. the swamp. Drain the swamp. I mean, yeah, but like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, 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 like his core group of supporters is definitely yeah. like that. But I feel like a lot of the people who did vote for him also just hated hated Hillary. Yeah. Um, and I don't think they expected these these types of comments yeah, exactly. to to happen. So the I, fact I, that I they frequently said, listen to NPR and the, this guy goes like, I wouldn't vote for Hillary even if he had a gun on my head. Yeah. It was like half of America. Yeah, 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 like the Alabama exactly. Senate race is kind of like a microcosm of the actual election. Yeah. In terms of like one candidate just did not want to be voted for yeah in terms of i mean obviously hillary didn't like actually commit like a like i mean i mean <laughs> hillary Clinton committed a crime if that's not proven or not i'm saying like she didn't commit a like a sexual uh yeah but at the, at the same action. time uh okay i'm not gonna defend one more here <laughs> yeah but none of his accusations are necessarily uh with proof right uh i think his alley their allegations hillary Clinton has allegations uh, yeah i think uh 
Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. They're pretty yeah. similar candidates. Yeah. Regardless if you believe it or not. Easily hated. Yeah. yeah. But but I think Roy Moore deserved not to win, not because of his uh, his whatever, his relationships oh, yeah. with sure. 14-year-olds, but also because his policies are absolutely trash. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah. Yeah, I, don't even, I don't even remember him like actually like talking about them in front of a crowd. Yeah, yeah. It was just... Especially like the last months was just him just yeah, I think he was trying like, to denounce he denied yeah. every interview he was His entire uh, thing was like no Democrat. Yeah, yeah, nobody everyone requested interviews yeah, and he always denied yeah. them because yeah. I guess he's not adept at public yeah. speaking or whatnot. But yeah, I think he's not Trump, adept at riding a horse either. <laughs> <laughs> that horse Trump says coming. he's like not influenced by any like single party, but like for example, the Norwegian whatever prime minister <laughs> yeah. in the United States and two days later he's like, Why don't we get more people from Norway in the United uh, you know? Yeah, I think uh, he's very much influenced by the people around him. Uh, I think uh, he, I don't think he's always a sound-minded judgment. Maybe the economy's doing well. Maybe our uh, country seems to be doing okay. But mm-hmm. I think at the core, we're we're struggling. You know. I saw a clip from Anderson Cooper last night, and he, he made like a really good point. I think Haiti was one of the countries he mm-hmm. yeah. a couple countries where he was like, the Haitians have gone through a much lot, more. much more than you will ever have to. And, their resilience is something to kind of just you know keep your eye on. So, for him to use that kind of language, it's too strong. It should never be used as a, as a leader. I mean, if you if you saw Obama using this language, or the Republicans would crucify him. And there was news today that um, his lawyer hushed the uh, like a porn star he apparently slept with. Oh, really? Trump? Yeah, Trump slept with like this porn star recently. Yeah, oh, I know back in two thousand six, and uh, his lawyer paid her about $130,000 so she wouldn't say anything before the 2016 election. Really? So I read a really cool tweet that was like, if Obama was accused of sleeping with a porn star and he called these countries shithole, what would the Republican Party be doing right now? Impeachment, probably. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just a political, like... It's just... It's it's, It's our country. It's this very ironic nature, you know? Yeah. For example, you know... Attorney General Jeff Sessions, he kind of just removed the, uh, the whatever the federal regulation that made it possible for states yeah. to legalize marijuana. But the whole Republican platform is based off giving the states their individual rights. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so little, you know, it's kind of a little, yeah, hypocritical backwards thinking we have here, you know. Yeah. It's all good. I mean, at the same time, uh, all due credit to Obama, it's, but he was also, he was a great president, but he also had flaws himself. And I think yeah, no one's flawless. But yeah, Donald Trump's flaws Trump far just, outweigh yeah. his, uh, yeah. his benefits to our country. It's just so easy to magnify Trump's flaws. It's really easy. But, uh, let's say, for example, one of you guys are an ignorant Trump supporter. What? How do you keep on supporting this guy? I don't understand. That's, I think the facts are very clear. I think, but there's this. He passed tax reform. That's the biggest thing he's he done. He passed tax yeah. reform. But I think most of the, the Trump supporting base Even are, if people he didn't who, pass tax are people who are frustrated, right? They're frustrated by like politicians, first of all. Like this is like like this Wait, is just what the this is the platform. They're, they're frustrated by losing their jobs. Yeah, they're frustrated, frustrated by the state of their whatever healthcare. They're frustrated by uh They're frustrated know. about healthcare, they're frustrated by losing their jobs, they're frustrated about Politicians are making false promises, right? And this is what he exploited. He exploited these three qualities that he's going to bring back jobs to America, right? Mm-hmm. He's going to take out Obamacare. And Obamacare was used as a word as like this very, mm-hmm. very, very bad thing, right? Yeah. Without people reading into Obamacare as much. Well, and I'm not no, 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 versed in Obamacare. A lot of medical providers also do not agree. Like my fa- my dad, he does not. He's yeah. not a big fan of Obamacare. Yeah, he's uh, saying it's forcing you know, the people who can afford health care to pay even more. Oh, God. Yeah. 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 
I'm not saying if it's yeah. good or bad. I'm no, just I'm saying, saying it, was just a, saying. it was a solution that works. It, it, it gives 13 million more people. Yeah, for sure. Open that space. It's definitely something we need. Yeah, I mean, there's always going to be people who uh, disagree with that. Obamacare was a little rushed into yeah. being passed. I, I, I'm not arguing about the point of Obamacare being good or not, but I'm just saying that Obamacare was thrown out as a word that like that the it's, Republican it's Party like, it's, it's kind completely of exploited, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. And then the the last thing was that they're tired of politicians making false promises, right? Exactly. And he came in as not a politician, yeah. nothing to do with politics ever in his life. And uh, I mean, he ran a couple of presentations. Like yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, but yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, he ran on this on this. Uh, he ran on this platform there. I think he ran as a Democrat at one point in time, too. He was, he was. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, he's donated, obviously, big yeah, sums of money. I don't to think he things. has any personal views of anything ever. I think he just says what comes out of his ass. And, um, I mean, it was just, I guess, at the po- at the certain point, he just wanted to become more relevant, right? Everything was a business dinner. I mean, yeah. uh, the, the book, uh, Fire and Fury by uh, Michael Wolff, he's like, he legitimately thought he couldn't win that election at one point. Mm. And then mm. Steve Bannon came strong. in and kind of... Not manipulated, but got got the idea that you know like, this is election is winnable because of Hillary Clinton's whatever yeah, you know exactly. history or not, and he ended up winning. Yeah, yeah I never thought he was gonna win. So yeah. back to your point of an ignorant Trump supporter. So I think after these three uh, three qualities you ran on, right? Yeah. Like they're obviously already frustrated with this thing, right? And you can assume like at this point that their uh, their views are a little towards the right. And if they're towards the right, they're watching one news channel, that's Fox News, right? Yeah. So th- if they're frustrated and they're naturally coming home to Fox News, right? And regardless if that's fake news, CNN's fake news, MSNBC's fake news, we can everyone can call each other's fake news. Yeah. If you're a Democrat, if you're a Republican, you're going to think the other one's bad. And we do it all the time. Like, brown people were like, oh, don't watch Fox, right? Because yeah. they're just going to be trashing us, right? But, and then the Republicans be like, don't watch CNN because these liberals are going to be pushing ideas that are way too extreme. <laughs> So I think, obviously, then these Trump supporters come home, they're frustrated, and they see incendiary comments by, like, certain, like, news reporters, right? And that's all they get in their mind. It's almost like towards a point where they're being, not brainwashed in a sense, but they're, this is all they're formulating in their mind. So I don't think it's a sort of ignorance. It's just a, comes from a sort of frustration and the sort of how media is represented in this country. I think that frustration leads to just living in a bubble, and it's hard. Yeah. It's hard yeah. to leave your bubble. Yeah. Like how, I don't know. How imagine us switching to a yeah. right? Like yeah. what are we gonna like? How do you explain that? It's just yeah. hard. Yeah. I remember like going back to like those three things that he exploited. Like the thing that he said was like bring back jobs, and like especially I remember. You know, he went to all these places where, like, coal was a huge part mm-hmm. of the jobs and, like, that industry or whatever. But obviously with the technological advances that have been happening and, you know, these new forms of renewable energy, like, it's become, like, it's, re- it's going to be really hard to bring back jobs in that type of, like, sector or whatever. Um, and I think, you know, we've only had one year into his presidency. Um, I think a lot of his supporters still think that he can do more good in these next three years, you know. So that's I hope he does. I, oh, yeah, as, for as, sure. As a um, citizen in America, I want him to succeed. I think, else. Yeah, I think a lot of those people who've lost their jobs think that in the next three years their jobs will come back, even though, you know... It, Realistically, that's not the case. Does exactly. Get, does he get I re-elected, mean, though? I probably think... I think he does. You think he gets re-elected? I do I think, think he, he, I do think he does get re-elected. You think he's going to get re-elected? There's no American, I think, the American government really supports the incumbent when candidates in any sort of race, right? I think... Uh, I suppose, yeah. Uh, there's no strong Democratic. That's the thing. Yeah. I think if they find this strong enough one, no, I don't want Oprah. No. Oprah. 
No, who do you think that will set the pace of celebrities being the president of the United States for years and years? That shouldn't happen, in my opinion. Even if there's, you know, involved in social issues, I think it devalues the essence of a public office for sure. Like anyone, like Arnold Schwarzenegger's talking about, right? Kanye, Oprah, like no, no, no. You, you you guys need to stay in your. What does it mean to be president? Exactly, Trump is sort of devalued. I think you look at the Democratic Party. I don't. There's not a candidate I can think straight in my head. I can work to find guys. Warren's the first one. Cory Booker is the one that comes to my mind. Elizabeth Warren's good, but she's a yeah. Obviously, unfortunately, in this country, like women have been put at a standard. I mean, I would love for a woman president. Like they have been viewed as mentally incapable to holding high public offices. Yeah, yeah. And that was part of the thing. Nancy Pelosi's helping Yeah, we had Condoleezza Rice for a little bit. I think she was more competent than Nancy Pelosi, though. Yeah. We'll see in we'll see in three years. I mean, everyone's going on their years. partisan lines. Maybe someone yeah. will rise up. Yeah, I think there's a I lack the of a bipartisanship. Oh, no, I would love Joe Biden. Joe Biden's so likable. I love him. He'd be the, he'd be the best want, chance. I just want but him to be ice cream. We'll see. We'll see how. I want to go out. He's too old. He's like 72. I think. Bernie might make an appearance. You know, in high school, my opinion, Bernie's too. Our head of school in high school, he I think he had a PhD in some sort of political science or DT. He wrote a book, and his whole uh, his whole whatever dissertation was about making one word super partisanship <laughs> he was really proud of it but the idea of like going above and beyond you know your party lines to come together for the greater good of America I think and, and that's what's wrong right now is uh, like uh, regardless if I'm Democrat or Republican is that everyone is so tangled up in their own party oh, yeah, that sure. they're they're not realizing what's actually going on in this country and that's my fear with Donald Trump going forward is like in his effort to try to, I guess, in his terms, make America great again, is how many how many minorities is he gonna isolate? Yeah, because African Americans obviously already feel so isolated, and I think the brown people to a certain degree feel yeah. very yeah, isolated Muslim now. Bands were doing yeah, to, yeah. 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 The, he uh, called out obviously the Latino population mm-hmm. very early he's on. Real, I mean, I guess understandably he's holding aid from Pakistan, but at the same yeah. time he's holding holding aid from Pakistan and a lot of the citizens of Pakistan you know, rely on the state, and we're really thankful for the United States of having programs and grants and stuff like that to, you know, support other other countries. Perhaps the scariest part is his rhetoric is solely based on hate, and he's sort of given, mm-hmm. you know, part of, like, racist organizations like the KKK, like, an open pass yeah. to... Yeah, I remember, to, remember Charlottesville when that yeah. was happening. Yeah. Yeah. He denounced... He did, compl- yeah. yeah. Yeah, he and that's both. The sides. scary thing is that is his speak, him speaking from his heart is was what, and yeah. that's what the people who voted for him wanted to see him do. Yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly what and he's trying to do. It. They love it. They eat that up. Like the shithole comment is straight from his heart. Like that's something exactly. like us, like we would say in like in like a conversation, right? Yeah. Like if we're talking like it's just like not even about like people. We're talking about like this like football. But yeah, talking about like, football teams. But right? where Trump <laughs> like probably lives and grows up, he probably thinks where I'm right now is a shithole, this apartment. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. We're, we're probably shithole people right now. Yeah. To him. Yeah, I mean, 71 year old man he's uh, he's been through a lot of his life I don't think he's matured though I mean, he doesn't even freaking live in the White House he's always in Mar-a-Lago so probably the yeah. most immature person people. this country has ever seen yeah. I read a stat that he's spent 83 days worth of time playing golf in his presidency really I get tired of one hour of top I get tired of one hour of top Fox News back in the day used to be like Obama on the golf course today I don't hear that Trump would tweet about that he's like what is Obama doing he's serious but you've been here you've been there every weekend man come on He's very hypocritical, but I guess that's a good way to. As long as he gets his McDonald's. Yeah. Wait, I think I read it somewhere like he makes sure he gets McDonald's because he's afraid that his food yeah. gets poisoned other places. Yeah. Yeah. Really? 
So like, I guess <laughs> getting with dolls gives you a sense of anonymity. Yeah. Does he like go to the back of the kitchen, watch who all prepares his food? No, so he like makes sure a black person prepares his food. I think he gets someone else to order. Yeah. Really. Oh, that makes so sense. So no one can poison him. That's freaking ridiculous. Uh, that's kinda, These are very paranoid. Man, McDonald's yeah. is a terrible place. He also eats taco salad. He technically is poisoning us. Yeah. Hey, he's got excellent health. This taco morning. salad wants to go to my lap very hard. That's how stupid that was. Thumbs up to it. Thumbs up to his dumbest tweets, if you guys want. I mean, that that was definitely up there. Every tweet is dumb. Like It's it's like it's a succession. The climate change one had to be up there. Yeah, that's so interesting. was random. Kofefe. <laughs> I can't forget. I think there's something every day. So that's the thing. You, you, you forget like, about so the much. Bigger, the bigger button. I have a bigger button. <laughs> oh, yeah. no, so no, he didn't say Kim Jong Un. He said Rocket Man. Rocket, Rocket Man. Man. Oh, Rocket really? Man. Yeah. She, he, Rocket Man. He needs to learn the nicknames, how to be diplomatic. The nicknames are uh, very incendiary, definitely. Yeah. Especially towards a foreign leader. I mean, a foreign leader with nuclear weapons. Well, you, you don't want to mess with him. Just be diplomatic. He, he's a bully, man. Just be a diplomat. He has a very uh, braggadocious nature, and he thinks he's a bigger man than he actually is. For sure, for sure, definitely. Hey, but if Trump wants to come on this podcast, kind of talk about, like, you know, <laughs> if he wants to clear things up with us, I'm sure he's a good guy. If he wants to donate to our podcast. No, <laughs> he's one guy I would never give the benefit of doubt. Never. Really? I don't think we're fake news. I think I think he'll yeah, but he'll support us. Yeah. No, we're I just be tag fake news after this. <laughs> I just hope hate's not as present as it is now. Years from now, hopefully. I think anything's fake news if it doesn't agree with <laughs> no, you. Every, oh, I think sure. every era comes with its unique challenges and obstacles. We're in a very challenging period of time. No yeah. doubt about it. But we'll, we'll get through it. Our country went from electing its first African American president to, you know. Mm. But changes. Electing uh, a celebrity. Change always does come back, as we see in the Alabama race. It's mm. also that, gave a li- that gave hope. I was. I that was, was a very cool moment. Oh, goodness. Yeah, it's it's so good. Like, that was oh, my yeah. first time voting, and like, if I did oh, vote yeah, registration, you didn't vote in the 2016. I didn't. That was a big mistake. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't say it's a big mistake. I don't think your I, votes would have mattered in that election. I don't care if it would have mattered. Not, but that's, not, a, that's a thought you can't have. No, no, but the thing is, okay, in the state of Alabama, for example. Yeah, but I still, it's an exercise. Like yeah, we've been given the right. People fought for the right. I have to. The thing is, you're only thinking that that my vote doesn't matter. But then when you have hundreds and thousands of people thinking that same exact thing over and over again. <laughs> but we're playing, the, we're we're playing the statistics right now, yeah. and those statistics can change yeah. based no, no, on. No, okay, yeah. So, so like you're telling us on. Statistics change with the attitude of the people. The attitude of the people sure. wanted exactly. Doug Jones yeah. to be senator, yes. and thus we got more people to go out and vote for Doug Jones. But how does how's that attitude changed by getting people yeah. to support you and getting you out to vote, right? Yeah, so Hillary Clinton should have spent her whole time. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. So, uh, you can't. Exactly. I mean, it's. I'm not saying it's a waste of time to vote. I'm just saying the state of Alabama is very tough. For a, uh, I can go that's why it's very, that's why, I mean, there's been this name swing states because we know Alabama, the deep mm-hmm. red state, it's very well known. That's why they I spend think, their time in Florida. I think if our system, if our nation was based on a popular vote, oh, where God. my vote mattered in in terms of selecting the president yeah. rather than you know the, using the electoral college, then we could maybe have this conversation, right? Mm-hmm. And then yeah, you would see like bigger. Voting you would see maybe more out. than like half the country come out to vote. Okay, this, this was so cool to see in a special election, like college students. Like, but how does that so make you feel that your vote means less than you know a person who's w- uh, voting in swing state? Yeah. I think they said that the total number of like votes that uh, affected the election this year were less than a hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. Hundred thousand votes decided who was our president. Yeah, yeah it's it's we can debate about the electoral college and whether the existence of it is. is I mean, I, th- I think when it was created, it was a system at work. Yeah. It, 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 there's always been points of contention. The thing is, like, if Alabama goes 
you know, uh, in terms of Donald Trump, we should at least have three representatives from Alabama who vote for Hillary Clinton uh, uh, back uh, back in uh, Washington D.C. But that's no, it always goes one hundred percent one way or another. Yeah, that's there's always flaws in the system. I think. So uh, I was listening to an NPR podcast the other day. They were talking about gerrymandering. And, yeah, and, uh, yeah, that's key. Yeah, and so uh, some organization that was against gerrymandering like had a five k. What they did was they went through like all the areas like the the city had like gerrymandered. Yeah, and it was, they said they were taking turns at every other street. And, like one house would be in, in the zone, <laughs> another house would not crazy. be in the zone. That's one way to uh, <laughs> prove your point. <coughs> It's a long run. <laughs> it's a, it's long, a long, long run. run. I think it was a five k. So yeah. Stopped it after three point two miles. <laughs> they're like, we were bringing turns left and right. <laughs> they probably stated like, no, same. Those turns are probably exhausting. Are you kidding me? Ended yeah. up right back where they started. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like this apartment building is not going to vote for Donald Trump, but the other one is. So might as well just draw a city line here. That's why you can't have Congress choosing your districts for gerrymandering or whatever they mm-hmm. district. I mean, but I'm still turning full green. Yeah, I'm very definitely. Uh, I want privileges. I love them. I love this. I mean, the best thing is that we can like do something like this, right? Speak yeah. openly. We can do whatever we want. Uh, speak openly about our political views. I don't know for how much longer, but we can. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. yeah. I mean, we might be uh, flagged as fake news, as Abe said earlier. Oh wow! But we're willing to take that title off, aren't we? <laughs> Fingers crossed. Yeah, that keeps us one step closer to a bigger organization. Like I wonder if WhiteHouse.gov has like a fake news uh, repository. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we made it. Two people using a that. Yeah. I mean, we just literally read out his tweets and like what he said. So, uh, I mean, nice. I'm fine with the exposure. Might pop up. These individuals down in Alabama don't really know what Alabama is about. These, these Muslims. <laughs> these Muslims are fake. Let me tell you, there's huge news coming out of yeah. Alabama. <laughs> I think that winds down the podcast for today. Oh, we have to do the rapid fire. fire. Another fire. This is a very, very stressful question. Stressful. Hazif, uh, I thought Hazif uh, almost gave a bay off the hood. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. No, we can't let you off the hook. Okay. And you also have to give us a song of the day, so keep that in mind. But, so, first question. We should have written this down. We're not very prepared. Oh, um, wait, wait, so how does this exactly work? This, you know, you just fire questions, you answer them. Yeah. Okay. We, we don't really do the talking, you do the talking. Is there a time limit as to my No, you can elaborate point? or keep it short. Yeah. Okay, so, so, so the favorite mistake. movies uh, this year. Favorite movie this year? Yeah. 2017. Uh, 2017, how I watched me. Uh, okay, well, there's a really good movie on Netflix. It didn't come out in 2017, but it's called The Invisible Guest. It's in Spanish. Yeah. It's a really good thriller movie. Uh, it Put on subtitles and watch it. I know it's in Spanish, but it's no, really good. Films, it's really yeah. good movie. Favorite fast food. Favorite fast food. Chick Fil A. I have to Chick-fil-A. go with Chick Fil A. I guess. What? Sauce with that? Oh, what? Which sauce? Uh, I get Chick Fil A sauce. Chick Fil A sauce. What? Going. We were talking about restaurants earlier. What I really want them to bring is cookout to Birmingham. What's that? You know, cookout. Oh, I've never heard. Cookout. They're bringing. One, I thought they're bringing one. They're bringing one to Clinton, according to my roommate Winton. Um, but they have one in like Tuscaloosa. They're bringing one to Huntsville too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, basically, it's like a very, very cheap fast food. You can get like a crap ton of food for like four dollars, like oh. even more than the four before. I think they have a Nashville. They probably yeah, do. It's, it's really big. I, I mean, it's yeah. not in the biggest cities. Like Birmingham could easily have one. Like I said, Huntsville's having one, and they have like, like, like they have like burgers and like like yeah corn dogs like yeah that. stuff like that. It's yeah. really and they have really good shakes and stuff. It's yeah. it's really cheap, really good food for Quick really cheap. PSA: Blaze Pizza is opening in Birmingham, which is big. Really? I LeBron love James. Pizza. LeBron James invested. Oh, that's cool. 
Uh, all right, my question for you is: uh, one dish your mom makes that you can't like live without? What like dish our favorite dish. Your favorite. There's gotta be a favorite. Oh god. Oh man. Uh, Every time she makes it, you get really excited. Dosa for sure. Oh yeah, dosa. Dosa. I mean, that's that's a South Indian thing. That's but uh, it's it, yeah, hers is absolutely like you can't go wrong with it. So yeah, for sure. So my question is: uh, we asked to look as well. Oh, What's the first thing you notice about a girl? First thing I notice about a girl? Yes. Or we could like kind of rephrase that and be like, what do you look in a girl? Like, I, well, I want to know what do you look. I mean, notice. what's the first well, thing he notices? Okay, okay. So, okay. it all depends on the angle. Get, I know okay. you didn't get to this part in the looks, but his answer was eyes. Okay, so I was going to go somewhere. There. Like, so if I see them from the front, for sure the face. Is general. I mean, I, I would hope so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I see a girl from the, from the, like, she has like a he's nice voice. There's some top down process. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, like it depends. So let's say you see a girl from the from the back first, and you like you see a really nice butt. Okay. You're like, oh my goodness, I want this girl to turn around to see if the face matches oh and stuff like that. Because ultimately, the face is the most important. Statistically, about fifty percent of the time. Mods in the math of this. <laughs> Wait, what do you say? 50% of the time, it, it, does, it, it, does. it doesn't. Does it, it doesn't. Yeah. I mean, that's a, a coin flip. That's yeah. fine. I, I would agree with that. I also want them to, you know, turn over and. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, I mean, heartfeltly, I guess. What do you what look do you, for in a girl? What do you want what? to have in a girl? What, what, what tr- personality, qual- personal quality, characteristic? Oh, well, so the biggest thing, I I mean, this is a sort of combat, but like anything that just compliments. My type of personality. So a lot of people know me as this very sarcastic, and especially with like the people I hang out with, you know, we like we like roast a lot of people just as a joke. Um, very sarcastic. So someone who can like appreciate that and not like is very sensitive to that type of you know jokes and yeah. stuff like that. Um, that would be really good from a personality standpoint. Um, obviously, you know, she has to be attractive. I mean, yeah. that I think. From the inside, it sounds, inside. It sounds superficial, <laughs> yeah. but I mean, girls are the same way. Like they don't want to date an ugly dude. You know what I mean? So, um, but yeah, uh, I guess I guess those things for sure. Something that just complements my sarcastic personality, mm-hmm. and also just very easy on the eyes. Quickest whatever. turn off. What? Quickest turn off. Quickest turn off. That's a good question. Shoot. Uh, I mean, if you're ugly, that's not. God, it's I'm being, if I'm being honest, oh god, people are gonna roast me. I think smell. A smell, I do. smell I for know. sure. But and it's not I as think... quick as being uh, unattractive because you know you make that decision. That's a rapid decision. You yeah. make. Guy yeah. or girl for you, man. Huh? Okay, yeah. quickest <laughs> turn off after you know you've decided that they're attractive. Uh, after you decide they're attractive, I would say just like. It's very superficial, just like exactly. all in, just into looks and stuff like that. Basic, just basic. Yeah, basic. People who don't like care about other things that more like politics. You gotta have a conversation. You gotta be able to conversation with them. Yeah, uh, yeah. Somebody, you know, there's girls in UAB that I won't okay, name. Let me. I'm, yeah, I'm, just I'm like not, I'm only, not a fan of basic girls, but let me make the case for basic girls. Okay. <laughs> okay. Here we go. For sure, so, please. So, no, no, listen. You know, like. You have a piece of clay. You need to mold it. Sure. <laughs> 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 so okay. You can do it with the basic girls. Mindset, man. You, you can make her that way. 
But you want, you want to be <laughs> I've, been, I've been a believer in that, but the more I go through yeah. that, I become less That's and less. That's a hassle. Exactly. It's too you much make, effort. You, you make a custom home. You don't buy it. You know, <laughs> well, custom, no, I would love to just go into a house that's already well turkey painted. Well painted. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. sure, it might be extra, but it's like, you know, whatever. Yeah, you're building a custom home. We're not doing renovations. Right? There has to be a good structure first. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the foundation's the broke. Yeah. Foundation's the ba- broke. The basic structure, if a basic girl is, the structure's a little As long know, as she's, you know, got... You know what? I think the structure's there. <laughs> there's so many girls that you would be. I don't want to be mean, but they're so basic that they don't know anything outside of their own like bubble. Like if they, if all they care about is like how many likes they're getting on their Instagram posts. We like, know girls like that. Who all seen their stories on Snapchat? Sounds like it's on here, man. Oh, no, I, I'm on the basic guy. I'm very well versed in everything. You know stuff like that. Like someone who's just constantly worried about. The way they are perceived by other people. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's I think way. that's instead uh, of changing their own perception. Yeah, for sure. Those people. Yeah, right. someone is really worried you about. You want a girl that elevates your mindset, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, going back to that. Yeah, sure, for sure. It for doesn't sure. hurt. Doesn't hurt. Favorite uh, platform to slide in on in terms of oh. DMs. You did that recently. <laughs> <laughs> that's. Just, I mean, I'll, I don't know if you have time for that story, but yeah, uh, I guess Instagram just because that's. The one I've used recently. He had success. I've never had success. Yes, you had success. What was the deal? No, it wasn't you used a pickup line. It was. You got a reply. You got a reply. I did reply. I did reply. Oh yeah, I did get a reply. What? What? Did you use a pickup line? (laughs) I don't know if you want to say this on me. Um, who knows? Maybe she will listen. Um, uh, no. So she's British. She goes to Vanderbilt. I have never met this person. (laughs) All I know is that we we have. She has a friend who's a friend of mine. There we go. There we go. Um, but she's British, and so I sent her, a hey girl, I got my own fish and chips, if you know what I mean. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I sent, no, I, that was the first one I sent. I got a reply after that, um, and then I sent, okay, well, let me know if you're ever homesick, because I would like to show you my own Big Ben. Oh, oh, nice. yeah. oh goodness. It's a if, little cringe. If all these lie. medical school committees listen to this, <laughs> they're gonna you know think uh, of me we'll weird. What was the reply you got though? Um uh no, so I didn't get a reply to the Big Ben one. The fish and chips one she was just like, Oh I'm allergic to fish and chips. <laughs> I was like, And then oh yeah, and then this after the after the Big Ben one I think she was a little creeped out. Mm-hmm. So she uh didn't um so she didn't reply to that one. And so then I was like Hey, you can't just leave me on read and leave this conversation like Brexit. Uh, <laughs> I said something like that, and then she still didn't respond. And at this point, it had been a couple of days, and I was like, "Okay, I don't want to." Has she unfollowed you yet? No, no, we actually still follow each other and stuff. <laughs> um, no, but after that, I was like, "Okay, maybe I like obviously I came on way too strong." I'm just like, I sent actually a relatively long message about like, I it's got just a joke. Uh, yeah, I was like, it's just a joke. I apologize, and actually. I don't know, but she started. That's actually where we really started talking. Oh, yeah. So she, yeah, that's, that's what she was like. Uh, I mean, I say really, but like she sent basically five messages to two, <laughs> is what I'm saying. Uh, but uh, after that, she was like, "Ha I understand." I'm just. It was like during finals week, and she's like, "I'm just busy with finals." I think that was it. Just a, mm. probably wasn't, but um, mm. uh, something. Yeah, she said something like that. And she's like, oh, that Brexit one was really good, not gonna lie, something like that. I was like, okay, great, my DM game is not that, not that bad. <laughs> Keep on uh, Yeah, and uh, we, uh, we messaged through there a little while, and then ultimately she left me on read again, but at that point I couldn't have really cared less. It's yeah. time for you to make a trip up to 
I've been talking to uh, hey, Tanisha about video, that. YouTube video, you know, the catfish. <laughs> <laughs> Following it up with yeah. the DM. Like, yeah, so me and Faraz actually both uh, tried to DM this girl because <laughs> I didn't get a I didn't get a, a response to that first match, the fish and chips one. So I wanted to see if he could get a response. Uh, unfortunately, he has not. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and so, uh, yeah, shout out for us. Yeah, shout out for us. Oh, we have a Yeah, but he and I have been uh, act, like jokingly trying to go up there. Um, I, I and, say and go for it. I mean, it's like Nashville's a great town. Yeah, I, I, I love town. it. It's like a, it's a more developed Birmingham. For sure, for sure. I've only been there very few times, maybe just once actually, but I enjoyed it. But yeah, that was that was my yeah DM. Answer very convoluted. Awesome. So, what would you rate yourself as a final question? Give yourself a rating. In terms of what? Just general. You know how girls give ratings. Attractiveness, uh, personality. I mean, if I'm I'm gonna be confident, I gotta say ten for sure. Uh, (laughs) If I'm being honest, be humble. If I'm being honest, (laughs) let's be humble. You really say the rules. So I learned this uh, military uh, grading system they give for girls is uh, they give every they start with a nine on every girl. And they put 9.1, 9.2, and all the way up. So it's really, it's really one, two, three, four. <laughs> uh, so it's very uh, complicated. But uh, no, I know. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not like that. I mean, I'm not all on that. Just, just keep it <laughs> simple. Keep it simple. But I mean, they're trying to, they're trying to hide their. You know. I would say I would, I would give myself a solid seven and a half. That's good. Eight. I like it. No, I round that up to like a nine. Would you really? Oh wow! That, that, made, you know. that made my night. Oh wow! Thank you guys so much. That means a lot. That's that means more to me than what other people think. For sure. It's been a good episode. It has been a good episode. Thank you guys for having yeah. me. They've been a great guest. Great guest. Thank you so funny. much. Uh, Very funny. Song today. What's your song today? Oh yeah. So this song's been stuck in my head for a while, but it's "Love" from the new Kendrick Lamar album. Uh, I heard it like three times on my drive over here. Great song. It's a it's a great song. Kind of like a feelings ever song. Right? Yeah, I mean it wasn't planned or anything, but I just I like the the melody in it and the message. So and what stuff, so. Zakari. Zakari. Yeah, Zikari. I was I didn't want to mess that up, yeah. so I need to start it with a Z. So I just wanted to mention it. So thank you guys uh, for uh, joining this week. Uh, thank you so much, Abe. Thank you guys for uh, having uh, me. We'd love to have you back at some point. Absolutely. Uh, we keep you in our minds. So here is "Love" by Kendrick Lamar and. Featuring Zakari. Zakari. I ain't wanna be with you.